but yeah, this is a another unique colorway. I, I can't believe how much crushed opal or how many different colors we've done. I really think in the next like three to five years, all of a sudden we're gonna look back and be like, holy shit, like we've done more color than like anyone, more mixes, more blends. Like we've used everything, blended everything. We've done crushed opal over more color than anyone. I just have a feeling like we're inherently or like maybe like not consciously we're going to all of a sudden I feel like haven't get a name for Bear Mountain as far as like our colors being like man like they just they pull so many crazy colors um because we do I mean that's all like I have two guys all day all they do is make color they just play with color all day you know fading it blowing it out like pulling it down just and then I'll sleeve it with crushed opal and stuff like that. And I'll make it a little fancier, but that's a luxury though. I'm grateful I can do that. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of the podcast. I'm excited to kick it with you guys today and relax. Always excited to see my producer, Aisha. Um, and again, thank you everybody who supports the podcast, who likes and subscribes if you're enjoying the videos. And hey, even if you do not listen to the podcast on the podcast app, we always appreciate you guys going over there and giving us a good review and, uh, you know, leaving your comments and stuff. So it does help us. So thank you so much, everybody who does that for us couple things don't forget to check out bmsglass.com we also have a newsletter on bmsglass.com now you can subscribe to and with this newsletter you'll get things like updates on the sunday sales when they're happening when drops are happening because uh pretty soon here i think this next one my wife doesn't want me to promote the sunday sale and we're just going to promote it through the newsletter so just the people that are signed up for that will hear about it before instagram does that way um give people a better chance at those sunday sales so please subscribe to our newsletter You'll find out all all sorts of stuff we'll have on there about the podcast, upcoming guests, everything from drops, new merch, all sorts of stuff and what's going on with Bear Mountain Studios. So it's a good way to stay connected with us and get notifications directly to your email. <coughs> um, also too, we just hit 90K at Instagram. So that means we gotta do a 90K giveaway. Um, I think Big Z is down to do a giveaway with one of the pendants we did. So I think I'm going to make a matching micro RBR to match the Big Z pendant. And I got a little bit of Big Z prep I can put on it and stuff. So it'll basically be like a Big Z set with pendant and micro RBR. I think we're going to give away for 90K next week. So look out for that. And I think, I think that's everything I had to, okay, one more thing, one more thing, sorry. I wanted to start doing this at the beginning of the episodes for anyone new. If you've never watched this podcast before, let me tell you what it's about so you don't waste any of your time if you do end up watching this. So basically what this is, is just me smoking and ranting. We all hang out for about an hour. We talk about glass, being a small business owner, life, and just a little bit of everything. And depending on how stoned we get, sometimes we just talk about weird shit. Um, so if that sounds like something you'd like to watch, please sit down, hang out. You guys pack your bowls, heat up your nails. We're gonna relax now for the next like hour or so and kick it. We'll see how long I can go because honestly I have no fucking agenda today. I'm still in the daze from last week. I don't know if any of you guys watched episode 34 of the podcast, but we had the guys from Terpcast in here and we basically had a giant sesh. And oh my god, what a mess. That was fucking ridiculous. I was really using all my um, strength to keep it together to look like, hey, I'm not stoned, I'm fine. But wow, we were drinking mushroom tea. We were smoking tons of terps and flowers. Uh, someone might have left a little, little. I think what Vince called it, called it like shaman juice or something in the nail. Little some deems in there, and I didn't know about it. Made me feel some type of way. I was totally all right though. Luckily, it was the butt end of the hit, so I didn't fucking break on through. But the walls turned into snakes, and they were moving. But here's a fun episode. I'd like to do more stuff like that. Try to do one of those a month where we do like a big group episode like that just because it's fun to sesh with friends and I don't know, just catch up and it's even cooler to kind of film it and share it with everybody because I feel like anytime I hang out with like certain people, I have like really good genuine interactions and 
we always have some laughs. I was literally crying laughing that episode. And um, I don't know. I was like, fuck, I want to do more episodes where I'm fucking crying laughing so hard. Like, that's what I want to do. That sounds great. I love my solo episodes too, though. It's really fun to just reflect, vent, and talk about things too. It helps me kind of catch up and remember what I did for the week or, you know, sometimes reflect on things you did years ago that you never, you know, took the time to appreciate. Holy fuck, my dog is chewing on a bone and it is so loud. Bang, bang. You're good, bro, but let's let's just chill out on that for a minute. But yeah, that podcast was really, really fun. Um, I just kept laughing because I just kept looking at Vince or Pop D's face. I look at his face and I was like, oh my God, like it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Like we are fucking stoned. It was a blast. So if you guys want to check that out, shoot back over to episode 34 in the previous episode. Today, though, we're going to show off a couple of pieces. We're going to take some dabs. Um, I'm really what I'm what my plan is today is to get really stoned and try to figure out what the fuck I want to talk about. Because I've really had one of those mornings where I had a plan and then kind of got a little stressed out. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, but like you have everything together, you're feeling good, and then some little event happens that kind of throws a like a wrench into the equation that throws y'all off. And I got kind of thrown off this morning, but that's the beautiful thing about this podcast is that we do it no matter what. And uh, it's real. I mean, there's days where I'm in a great mood. There's days where I'm feeling a little stressed and anxiety, and I still come in here and just kind of kick it with you guys and relax. So it's a nice way to, for me to decompress, honestly. Soaking on some wedding cake today as well. Always on that wedding cake. It's been the fucking pandem pandy, the pandy strain. It's all I've been smoking. Just because it's so good. It's one of those strains. It's like, too, in Colorado, sometimes the flowers hit or miss. You know, it might be super, super dry or it wasn't cured properly. I don't know if because the wedding cake is so much resin and terps on it that, like, it's a little bit easier to cure or dry here because it doesn't dry out so quickly. But it's one of the strains that's consistently like that perfect cure that at least I like. We all have our preferences and how we like our flower cured. And I like it when it's like sticky, but like plenty dry where it burns great, but it's still like got this juiciness to it. Like the, it's like juicy, sticky, but super dry at the same time. That's the best way for I could describe it. But the wedding cake is definitely by the straight of choice. All right, let's look at this piece on the table. I've been trying um, recently on the solo episodes to get more into the glass right away before I just get too stoned and start talking about shit that most people don't even want to talk about, like life and stuff. But so let's uh, let's show off some glass first. So this piece right here is um, a new colorway we did. This is Ghost from North Star and Galaxy from North Star, and they're faded together. And what's really cool about this color is, is to me, it reminds me of like a negative version of Moonstone. Moonstone, when you heat it up, it goes like transparent blue and then other spots will be a thick, creamy kind of like white color. And this is the opposite. It's, it has like the, the creamy spots all through it, but then where you heat it up really hot, like it goes like a transparent black instead of a, like a transparent clear white. So it's almost like anti-Moonstone. Um, and this piece is a 10 millimeter double diffuse. It's not a mini double diffused. Like I just call it, it's just 10 mil double diffused cause it's the same height as a regular double diffused. Um, but, uh, this, this color, it's so unique. Honestly, it almost looks like space tech cause it has that blue fuminess to it with all the crushed opal in there. And, um, it's kind of like one of the funnest things right now with us with like making the Bear Mountain Studios products and stuff is just all the different colors we're able to play with. This past six months, so many doors have opened up as far as the amount of variety and color we can use and stuff just because we're doing all blowouts now and we're fading and blending colors and mixing them. And, you know, we're get, we're putting out a little bit less glass, but we're putting so much more time into all this prep now. Like, you're not going to see, even if someone makes a knockoff RBR, they're not going to be able to achieve the colors we're getting unless they follow our same formula with the ratios of adding certain colors together and mixing them a certain way. So all these little things like that are going to be kind of ways that we can, um, you know, separate ourselves from people that are making a very similar product and make sure that our customers know that, Hey, I'm actually buying a Bearmont studios right now. It's not a knockoff. Um, and I don't say knockoff in a hateful or mean way. I just, that's the only word I can think of to describe something that looks exactly like my work and then is sold. <laughs> so, um, 
but we're also working super hard on the clear RBR line right now. You had guys have not seen a clear RBR drop since July. There has been no clear BR, clear RBRs available since July. And I know that's like a big bummer because the majority of my collectors out there are scooping those clear ones because they're more affordable and they have all that same function. Just know though, we're working really hard on these clear pieces right now because we're trying to, excuse me, fuck, smacking the mic, I'm burping. It's been, it's been a morning already. I had steak and eggs today. I feel like a cool guy. We'll get into that in a minute though. But yeah, we've been working on these uh, clear RBRs because we're upgrading and changing a bunch of things about them. Obviously, they're still going to look there's still going to be an RBR, but we're just sharpening some of the shaping. We're adding like these really beautiful, like detailed, like sandblasted, like engraved, like logos to them. So that way that when someone's holding it, they're like, oh, this is clearly a Bear Mountain. It's like engraved, like with their like logo and everything. Um, this way, when we're people are buying clear pieces, it's a lot easier to distinguish them just because if someone's not super educated on my work um a clear knockoff like they're not gonna know the difference when they see it but when they smoke it and see it in person they'll know the difference almost immediately it's kind of one of the issues that's happening lately is people are selling rbrs online to people and what they're doing is they're taking a photo from my instagram or they're taking a photo from someone else's instagram and they're telling a customer hey i have this rbr available and when the customer buys it they ship them a fake one um so be careful when you're rebuying these RBRs. I'm trying to find a way to, I mean, the best way is to email us and have me authenticate it. We can do that. But all the new ones that are going to be going out in 2021, that's why you guys haven't seen any clear because I'm not putting any more clear out until they're all set with all the new branding and all that stuff. Um, there's just got to be like things that we can do to kind of like distinguish our brand and all that stuff besides like function. Cause there's a lot of people that just buy online, especially during this year. Holy cow. None of us are really going in store and looking at things. And for the RBR product, this is not a store product. The RBRs have never sat in a store. When they go to a store, they don't put them on the shelves. They sell them through Instagram immediately. So even in that situation, if stores were open this whole time and people could just go look at stuff, the RBRs wouldn't have been there anyways. So I'm trying to find a way just to get these, products a little bit more um, branded so that you know people trying to take advantage of folks out there have a harder time doing it but even if I do all that branding and stuff that doesn't mean that people won't get taken advantage of but at the end of the day at least in my head I'll be like hey dude you've done like everything you can do you fucking make an hour podcast every week you post too much on Instagram and you put all your money into the business trying to make everything the best it can be and if people don't pick up on it that's not your problem you know but yeah, this piece right here, this Ghost Galaxy, she's a heater. I'm going to take a dab on her in a second here. Got a really cool spinner cap for it. It's one of my new spinner caps. It's going to be difficult for you guys to see it. But I'll be posting up some videos here um, this week of some of these spinner caps and showing them off. And then we will be dropping some on the website before the end of the year because I know there's a lot of people asking. And my new spinners are really something. They absolutely move the water. They're in high airflow spinner caps. so They're great for recyclers. And um, honestly, I believe the majority of the spinner caps I make and put on the website, RBR owners are just going to scoop those up. Um, but hey, you never know. If you don't own any of my work but you want to support, that's an affordable way to scoop something that I make. These new spinner caps have all these beveled edges on them. They're really, they're really beautiful. And really, it's, it's so cool to have these lathes and be able to like make stuff that I just never thought I'd see glass that look the way it's starting to look that I made, you know, it's like when you start doing something and you're, and you're like, man, someday I hope I can make really nice looking stuff or hopefully it'll look like this. And you're just, you have these dreams and ideas that you hope someday you can see come to life. And like, I'm, I'm starting to look at glass and I'm like, Oh my God, like I made this, like I'm making like the glass is just getting really nice for me. You know, I'm really proud of myself. It's a, uh, when I started glass blowing, it was such a, such a gamble. So scary. I was just, I mean, I was just like a construction worker, landscaper. And, and that made sense. Cause I was like, yeah, lots of people have landscape businesses. Lots of people do construction. They make a living. That makes sense. The glass blowing didn't really make sense, but it, it 
it felt right. I was like, that's where I want to be. I'm like this weird introvert. I want to be in my studio locked away like a mad scientist, just drawing ideas and then making them come to life. And just, it, I'm just obsessed with being in the lab kind of thing. And that's, I feel like something I get as a kid. And I, I believe I've brought it up on here before, but as a kid, I used to spend so much time just in my parents' basement painting models, painting Warhammer and you know, big imagination and I like being creative, but I like being alone and getting things done and focusing on like a task and detailed work. So to just see that now as an adult, I'm doing exactly what I did as a kid. Obviously I wasn't making pipes as a kid, but the point is I'm using my hands. I'm very focused. I'm within my own little world. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird as you grow up, how things just end up, you know, like obviously not for all of us, but for some of us, you know, maybe we loved building with Legos and connects and all of a sudden we're older and we're, you know, uh, an engineer or we an architect or we maybe we're a, we're a house builder, you know, like all these like things maybe you did when you were younger that you enjoyed, like maybe find a way to like, is this actually something that I'm still doing in my own job? It might be a kind of a cool way, though, if you're like kind of hating your job at the moment right now to like find a different perspective on it. Be like, is there something in this job that is similar to what I enjoyed as a kid, like some little perspective, like I really loved fucking like coloring. Well, I got to fucking draw these blueprints. I don't feel like drawing, but I used to love doing stuff like this as a kid, like find that perspective so you can enjoy what you're doing and get through the fucking day. Cause realistically, every, you know, we don't, none of us enjoy the, our job every day. Even if you love what you do, it doesn't mean you enjoy it every day. There's days where you're like, fuck this, this shit is hard. Or you feel like days, you feel like there's days where people just don't care. You know, you're giving 110% and you're like, no one appreciates me or no one gives a fuck. But um, when I start feeling like that, that's when I'm like, dude, you right now telling yourself like no one gives a fuck this or that. Are you doing any of this for anyone else or are you doing it for you? At the end of the day, it's you got yourself and that's it. So if you're going to pursue something and get good at something, like don't do it to impress the crowd. Don't do it for to be accepted by your peers. Do it to be accepted by yourself. Do something for yourself. Be good at it for yourself. And if you're more focused on that, all those other things will come along. People will come into your life that want to be part of it. Good people. Things will happen. Positive if you just focus on yourself and do your best. Because people will be drawn to that. If people see you doing a good job and focus on yourself and you're a happy person, people are going to be drawn to you and want to be around you and stuff. So I know we've all heard that shit before, though, so I don't need to reiterate it. But um, <clears throat> fuck, I don't have a nail. That's the one thing I forgot. Let me grab a nail real quick, guys. Be right back. You see, guys, we're just chilling. You know, even if there's no agenda, we're going to relax. We're going to talk about things. I talked about glass for a fucking quick second, then immediately it flows right into life shit. But it's what it is. That's that's what my podcast is. It's a way for me to express myself and do something different. You know, like in my head, sometimes I get a little bit self-conscious and worried about it. I'm like, oh, man, like other peers and other glass blowers probably think you're so weird for doing this. So they're like, why the fuck is he doing this? What's he doing? But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Literally, that's what I do every day. I wake up and say, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I? How'd I get here? And when's this going to be over? Because life, I mean, it's wild. It's a constant up and down with the emotions and stuff. And more that's more my point I'm trying to get back to is that I do this podcast and then other days I overthink it and I'm like, is this the right move or this or that? And then really in my heart, I'm like, I just like doing this. I like communicating with people in this format. I like jumping on here and making like videos and showing off my work and showing a long format like conversation or a long format expression even. You know, sometimes getting out a point, I can't do it on Instagram in a 15 second video or one minute video. And if I do get it out in one minute or 15 seconds, no know right now that it took me 150 tries. I feel myself saying that 200 times before I picked one. But on here, this is this is just talking. This is real. This is not saying Instagram isn't real, but what I'm saying is to be able to fit your information within those clips, you have to sometimes film them a few times. 
and it's a pain in the ass. Whereas this, I can just sit down, I can drink coffee, I can smoke with you guys, think and just share stuff. And hey, if some of you tag along and like it, cool. If some don't, that's fine too. I definitely don't think every episode is going to be a heater or every episode is going to be for every person. Like some people probably just like the guest episodes. And there's, I literally have people that only like the solo episodes. I have a couple people that anytime I have a guest on, they dislike the video immediately. And like, and I'm like, that's fine. And, and, and that's totally cool. And I appreciate that. They like the solos. Um, but I, I, I'm trying to do a little variety too. Cause I feel like if you just do solo podcasts, you can fall into a rhythm where all of a sudden you're like, I think I just complain for an hour every week and post it on the internet. Because one thing I noticed, um, this morning, because I kind of have like a format for the podcast a little bit, just that way to keep myself a little bit organized. If I start getting too stoned and off track, um, and I have like little, like kind of like segments written down and stuff I can go into if I need to. And there's this one called story time. And I kept trying to think of stories to tell. And every time I was trying to think of a story, I'm like, Oh, that, that story is so memorable. Cause it affected me in this negative way. And I'm like, and like, <clears throat> I guess like this morning I was just having a hard time coming up with something I wanted to talk about. It was like a positive story. Everything I wanted to talk about, I was like, man, that's just like a negative story. It's weird how those like. You know, people say, like, forget the bad and just remember the good. And, you know, that's, like, a healthier way to live. But it's so weird how those negative stories, those negative moments sometimes define you. They sometimes, you know, like, it's your reference when you're upset or it's your reference when you're, like, are overwhelmed and you think back to that story where something like that happened previously. Obviously a lot of, I mean I I mean I have lots of good stories and happy stuff too but it's weird it's the stuff that are the stuff that I can remember like it was a movie is almost the scary or the tough things that have happened it's weird But maybe it's not that weird because realistically we're we're animals and if you were scared or nervous or something and that was like grained in your memory well, as an animal, that's just a way for you to protect yourself. So if it happens again, you kind of know what to do. Or if you see a similar situation kind of lining up, you know how to avoid it. So when people say, remember the good, forget the bad, or forget the bad, remember the good, however fucking way it goes, that almost seems unnatural. That almost seems like a good way to get yourself killed or keep falling and not remembering history. The same people that will tell you that, they'll be like, Know your history so you don't repeat it, but also forget the bad, remember the good. I'm like, those two statements kind of contradict each other, I feel like, because a lot of history that's bad, we need to remember so we don't repeat it. But obviously, I'm overthinking those statements because realistically, most statements or little things like that are just ways for us humans to get through the day, to calm us down. If something's going sideways, it's a little mantra or something you can just say to to keep your psyche in a positive state. But it's fun to overthink things too. I love overthinking statements and things like that. I naturally have that type of mind. So for me, I'd rather be overthinking that than overthinking the podcast I did or overthinking a post I made or just overthinking everything, you know, life. But let's get a dab on this rig. I love this new spinner cap. Excited to use it. Um, and this thing goes home tomorrow. The collector's actually coming to grab it. This guy scooped a few pieces from us, and he doesn't live in where we live, but he works on the road, so he's always driving through. He's going to stop by tomorrow night at like 11.30 at night, late as fuck. But luckily, I'm not sleeping ever, and I'm always working, so like when he asked, he's like, is that, is that too late? And my wife's like, uh, no, he'll he'll be working in the garage, so... You can come get it late at night. Three pearls in the nail today on the Evanshore long neck. If you guys are interested in any of these long neck nails, you can also find these on bmsglass.com. The link will take you to Evanshore's website. I am not Evanshore. I know that's confusing for people. I have some people that are like, think that my, they did Instagram is like the personal page and then Evanshore is like our nail company. No, Evanshore is a separate person um, that's their own deal we just happen to have the same first name I got some pearls in the nail right now that are Loki lipstick and it already looks like they're striking from me heating them up in the nail which is pretty interesting 
I wonder with like striking colors. I wonder if that's good to like be smoking them. Who knows? I mean, either way, I'm doing it. I'm not really worried about it. But um, something to think about. Just like when you see people with like cadmium pearls and stuff, you always wonder. You're like, I wonder. Is that okay? Last night I got really stoned again and I was like, I'm not smoking hash tomorrow. But guess what? I feel ready to smoke some hash. Just trying to figure out what I want to smoke. There's too many flavors on the table. There's like 10 grams of hash over here. This secret Cushman sounds fire. Yeah, I can tell my employees really like that one. I can tell like my dudes sometimes they'll go through the hash and like I'm totally fine with them smoking it. But I can tell when they find the good ones because there's certain ones that are always a little bit lower. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's a good one because this one's extra juicy. I got to replace the tip on this turbo meter. I don't know if any of you guys have these, but um, I think my reader, like the little temperature reader on the tip, I think it's a little bit off. It's been really used. And I've talked to a few people that said like you're actually supposed to replace them like after a certain amount of uses. So lately I've been hitting it at 500 because honestly the 500 is closer to, I bet 450 or 460. So it's just, I think it's just a little off. Either that or I'm just digging the hotter dabs lately. I don't know. Oh, almost yawned real close told my producer when he got here i was like i stayed up too late last night we started recently filming our podcast on wednesday um so my like i'm still not quite used to it i'm staying up i stayed up too late last night while i worked and um absolutely feeling it today but i'll tell you what a little little bit of sleep deprivation too much caffeine and some hash i mean you feel some type of way it is um sometimes worth it for me and that sounds bad sometimes i'm like okay being a little sleep deprived because i'm like hey i'm gonna get like 10 times more stoned tomorrow though if i'm so tired how about that that's a way to motivate yourself if you have to work really hard be like i'll get more fucked up if i'm tired <coughs> wow yeah these uh <coughs> this new cap shred and the shaping on them and everything's so sharp and refined i'm just again as someone who actually smokes every day and loves glass and functional glass being able to create accessories and pipes and stuff that function like they do and and I get to experience it, it's just so nice. It's um we talked about this a little bit um on another episode, but just basically how setting smaller goals sometimes is better than setting huge goals or achieving little things each day instead of trying to achieve one giant thing over years or months. You know, it's it's the consistent things like little wins that you get that keep your you know, mental health better rather than these giant ones that sometimes if you work super hard and takes years to reach that goal, when you finally reach it, you don't feel better. And what I'm trying to say here with this whole thing is that being able to make functional glass like this and everything that just is working the way it does, and I get to really appreciate it. It's like I get these little wins every day. Like every time I throw the spinner cap on that nail and I'm watching it spin on this nail that like I had Evan Shore make, especially for these rigs years ago, like these long neck nails. And I'm smoking this piece that I made and designed and all this stuff. And and you're feeling it all function and work. It's just, uh, it's so crazy. It's, it's, I don't think about it enough, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's fucking nuts to just sit there. I didn't like, no one showed me how to do make any of this or gave me the idea for it it's almost just like obviously spin i didn't make spinner caps up i'm more talking the the whole like general ph philosophical concept of you think something in your mind and then you take your hands and you physically manifest it so it's a physical thing in front of you that will always be my biggest obsession when it comes to being glass or any sort of craft person or maker is when you think of something it doesn't exist right now and then you take your hands, you find materials in the dimension you're in, you put the materials together to manifest this thought that was just in your mind. That shit's so fucking cool. I don't care who you are. And a lot of people will be like, so you just made imagination sound 
way cooler than it actually is because we all do that right we all think of things and manifest it whether it be i want to be the best at this or i want to get this a good grade on this fucking test or i want to win this in your mind you're picturing you do it one thing is a skateboarder i noticed growing up is that I was only able to land tricks if in my mind I could like see like a video basically of me doing it in my mind. I'd see me doing that 360 flip over that gap and landing it and catching it a certain way and all these little details of how it would look and feel. And I was almost creating that in my mind. I was manifesting reality and I was like, okay, I've thought of what reality wants to be. Now I'm going to actually put it out there. And when I actually thought of these tricks and really thought of how the landing would feel, how the catch would feel, how the grip tape would feel, everything, I'd fucking land that trick. In my mind, though, if I wasn't able to do that, if I was like, all right, I'm just going to like do the, do this trick. I'm going to do a kickflip over this. Saying it has for me isn't enough. I have to actually picture myself like flicking it, catching it, the landing, how my knees bend when I hit the, you know, when I catch it and land. All these little details were so important to manifesting it into like real life. And, um, I found that if I was like really distracted with things, I wouldn't skate as good for that reason, because I couldn't focus and just picture myself doing these things. And it's the same thing with glass. There's days where I blow glass and I'm not thinking about finishing the piece or the, the next step. I'm just almost in like autopilot. And then those pieces don't work out. I usually break them or they end up being second quality and I just don't sell them or anything. It's just what it is. Um, so I guess like again, we're talking about how interesting it is that as humans, and this might be one of the big things that separate us from the animal world, but who are we to really know what they're doing or thinking? But I feel like we're able to create new realities within our mind and then make like, like actually physically produce them in our real world. And that's what everyone's done. That's why we have cars now, because someone thought about that. That's why we have the turbo meter. That's why we have fucking everything here. But I feel like sometimes we don't appreciate it enough, or we don't sit down and go, hey, this is pretty crazy what we're doing, huh, folks? Instead, people are just hating people they don't know just because of their beliefs. Kind of crazy. Saw a sign the other day that just said, I love you on it. And then underneath it, it said something like, if you can hate someone you don't even know, then I can love someone I don't even know. And it was just a big sign that said, I love you. And it's just this person being like, I love all these people. I don't know any of you. I just love you. Because if you guys can hate someone you don't even know just because of what you think that they think, then I can love you for no reason too. Kind of the opposite. You know, yin and yang. We need to have both. I think our world right now is out of balance. I don't think we have yin and yang. I think we just have one or the other. That's a problem. Um, I'm not sure what we can do. I always say it's kind of like, let's start at home. Just be kinder to your wife or your husband or your mother, your father, your brothers. Just be, just be more understanding with the people around you. Even if you know you're right about something, that doesn't mean you need to win that fight sometimes. Sometimes it's better to say, hey, like, is it worth fucking up everyone's day today just to prove I'm right? So I think it starts at home, just being nicer to each other. But at the, in, in the same, the same thing, it's almost like you know, like in our lifetime, maybe we wouldn't see the difference, you know. So people will not be as motivated to be like that. They'll be like, "Fuck, it's not working. I'm spending so much energy trying to fucking deal with everyone's shit and be nice, and nothing's changing. It might not change in your lifetime, you know." That's where we have to be less selfish and be like, hey, I'm doing this because I hope that in the next person's lifetime or the next person's lifetime, it's better for them. That's where that sign kind of comes back. It's like, I love you. I don't even know you. You can love people that aren't even existing yet just by trying to be better for someone else, for the next generation. That's tough, you know, because generations before us have done so much damage too. And it's really easy to fall into that trap and be like, well, everyone else got to have fun. So now I got to have a shitty experience for someone I don't even know in the, ne in the next generation. Yeah, you can talk like that. And that's kind of how I feel like a little kid would look at it. Or you can just be, you know, I don't know. Like, this is where, like, I'm definitely a bit crazy about stuff. And we're deep enough in the episode so I can talk about it. 
But, <clears throat> and I've, I've said so much now that like most people will be like, I'm turning this off so we can just talk about more stuff. But, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Let's light this joint real quick. All right. Um, whoa. Okay. I don't know. That's why like you see things like even with like, you know, I don't even want to talk about some of these subjects, you know, people, climate change, isn't it crazy? We can't talk about anything almost because someone's going to get offended. And I don't even like being like that either. I don't like being like, oh, I don't want to say this because someone might get offended because that's the problem right now. The problem is people like me being nervous to say something because they don't want someone to be offended, even though that my intent is positive and loving. But if like you talk about any subject, like even like climate change and stuff, it like can really, uh, you know, ruffle people's feathers, make people angry. But <clears throat> back to like doing things for other people that you don't even know. And oh, I know my train of thought. We made it back. Okay, I got it now, guys. This is where I'm, I'm weird about things. And maybe we can even clip it, but probably not. I want you guys to see me thinking and working through it. That's even better. This is where I'm weird about things. And this is how I've gotten through like years of just working really hard and having no expectations. Obviously, first of all, the big thing is no expectations. Just go to work and your expectation is to do your best. Don't expect that if you work faster than this person, you're going to get the toy or the present because you're not. Or maybe you will. Most of the time you won't. When I was younger, I went to the state fair, me and my dad and my best friend, Dana. We all went to the state fair. Um, and <clears throat> my dude, Dana, like was almost like a second son to my my parents. Like he was always with us like. You know, he was just, he was just a good dude. He still is a good dude. Um, but he was like my dad's second son and my dad was like really close with him. And it was like one of those relationships. And uh, we went to the state fair and we were playing this game where you fucking like throw these balls and they have to like land in a bucket or something. And this whole fucking, all the things you could win were like Huffy bikes. It was a bunch of Huffy bikes, I think was the brand or Huff bikes, Huffy bikes. I don't know. Something like that. Some BMX bikes. They were dope though. And my dad probably spent 60 bucks on me and Dana throwing these fucking balls and cups and we didn't get any of them in. And then on the last one, I was like, this is all the money I got, guys. Like, we're this is like 60 bucks we spent at this thing. We each throw them, we each miss. Dana's bounces out. The carny catches it and puts it in the bucket. He's like, winner. And I was like, wait a minute. That's my dad. I'm the winner, right? Dana got the bike. Dana got the dope-ass bike, went home with it. It was my dad that bought everything, brought us there. I invited Dana, and he got the bike. I was so pissed. I was really upset. Like, I was fucking pissed. I was like, what the fuck? I had a really nice bike at home, too. You know who didn't have a nice bike? Dana. So... My point is, is well, Dana deserved the bike, obviously, and I'm happy he got it now. But when I look back, and that was one of my first lessons being like, hey, just because you have expectations that like, oh, it's your dad or your dad's money or this or that, then you're the one that's going to get something. You got to go into shit without expectations. I promise you guys, a lot of the shitty things that are going to happen throughout your life because they're going to happen. It's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is but they'll be less painful and less difficult if your expectations aren't so crazy. Just try to find little bits of happiness throughout each day and keep the expectations low. And that might sound depressing, but really I'm trying to find a way to be more functional. And this is what I do. I'm not really trying to give anyone advice. I'm fucking smoking weed in my garage and filming it right now. What am I doing? But what I am doing is laying out kind of what I do to keep myself calm because I have a very, very, um, intense and stressful life at times like we all do but i'm trying to build a little bubble where i can keep myself as calm as possible so as these tough things happen throughout my life i have i can handle them in a rational way that doesn't affect the people around me that i love so that if something shitty happens i don't turn into a crazy person and and do dumb stuff or say mean things or whatever you know like keeping myself in check because if no one's keeping you in check, you got to keep yourself in check. And my wife definitely keeps me in check, but I got to I gotta double check myself because I, I am sensitive. I can get wild. You guys hear how much I talk and how much I overthink things and deep I'll get with stuff? Man, that's, that's a key sign that someone's probably a little bit too sensitive. 
It's like, why are you talking so much, bro? Why do you think so much? Just chill, dude. Smoke weed. So different than episode 34, right? Here we are. You're just hanging out with me now. It's just us. It's fun, though. I like it. Something about the solos. I always get like nervous and hyped up to do them. Like, fuck, how's today gonna go? And then I do them. Like, fuck, that was fun. I don't even care. Like, if I looked like an idiot or didn't really talk about anything, like, I still had fun. The adrenaline got pumping. I got started for the day. Cool way to start the day. All right, well, I'll try to talk about a little more about glass, right? Because I've just been chatting about other shit. We'll show off this guy and then we'll take some more dabs on this. But, um,. This one's pretty cool. She's a little different. So this is Glass Alchemy Tangy, faded to this color called Blue Silver from Glass Alchemy. And uh, when we made this prep, my wife was like, oh, I don't know. That doesn't look like it's gonna look good. And I was like, wait till I pull it down. Cause it was like so thick and chunky that it was just like this blob of like color. And she's like, I don't know if it's gonna look good. But then once I pulled it down with crushed opal, now now it's incredibly beautiful it's almost like a sunset over the ocean especially if it was like this way you know with the water on the bottom but but yeah this is a another unique colorway I, I can't believe how much crushed opal or how many different colors we've done i really think in the next like three to five years all of a sudden we're gonna look back and be like holy shit like we've done more color than like anyone more mixes more blends like we've used everything blended everything we've done crushed opal over more color than anyone i just have a feeling like we're inherently or like maybe like not consciously we're going to all of a sudden i feel like have a get a name for bear mountain as far as like our colors being like man like yeah, they just they pull so many crazy colors um because we do i mean that's all like i have two guys all day all they do is make color they just play with color all day you know fading it blowing it out like pulling it down just and then i'll sleeve it with crushed opal and stuff like that and i'll make it a little fancier but that's a luxury though i'm grateful i can do that um I don't know everyone else's situation, but at least one of my employees said to me the other day that he was like grateful or felt lucky or something along those lines because he was just basically like, dude, just the fact that I've been working here for over two years now, every week consistently, the paycheck's always there. Even if like, even if I don't need prep, even if I'm like, I don't really need prep this week or a week ahead of me, I still have them come in and just work and prep and create glass because it's about consistency with them and getting better. But that's a luxury for me because all you guys support Bear Mountain Studios so heavily that I'm able to keep these guys here employed consistently, even through the pandemic. Like they were here just like working, practicing, prepping color. And not everyone has that luxury because this is a tough business. It's a tough business to find consistency in. I think a lot of guys could do it if they picked one piece, stuck with it, built a product line, brand around it. But that shit takes years, a ton of work. And a lot of the time as an artist, it's a lot more fun to go into the studio. Four zero, sweet. A lot of the times as an artist in the studio, like you want to go out there and just create something new or like you have this idea for a new piece and that's all you want to do. And that's part of the, the motivation and the ambition as an artist. But at the same time, if you're doing that, it can be difficult to build up your brand and product line in a way where the reach is far enough that there's enough people that want to support it. Because if it's always changing, here's what I noticed. Back in the day, I, I made a new piece every week. I, I had a huge product line. I had like 30 pieces that I offered. Like when a shop got a wholesale order, they could get like 30 different style pieces. I, I offered everything. I had tons of crazy shit. And I had enough collectors that were supporting and, and the glass was selling, but I was noticing I wasn't like getting a big collector base. Like I just had like a few people that liked buying a lot, like all these different styles I did. And I was like, what's going on? And then I actually had another collector say something to me being like, well, I was gonna buy this piece this week, but like you come out with a new piece every week. So I'm just gonna wait till I see like the perfect one. And then he never ended up buying anything. He ended up spending his money with someone else because every week I'm making something else and he was just on the fence. 
So it's fun to be the artist and constantly make something new, but sometimes you need to like do like that wax on, wax off Mr. Miyagi shit where you just do the same thing over and over to build consistency in your brand and in your collector base. And once that collector said it to me, I was like, fuck, like I'm making too many different designs. Like I offer too much shit. Like I need to like scale back and like offer less. You know, there was a ton of things that happened in 2016 that made me completely flip and you know, change up the brand, how I was doing things. And, uh, I'm happy I did, but it's been like me grinding for four years. I don't know a lot of people that would be able to make the same thing seven days a week, 16 hours a day, sometimes 18 hours a day for four plus years. Some people would go insane or they'd be like, that dude's actually insane. He's broken. No one wants it. It's like, but I truly love making what I make. I always find ways to refine these. You could look at a 2016 RBR versus a 2020 RBR. And it's just like looking at like a a 90s fucking uh, Ford Ranger versus like the new 2020 Ford Rangers. Like the new ones are bigger. They look way nicer. Like just that's what it is. Like you, we constantly are trying to improve and make things better and better and better. So, and another thing that wouldn't be possible to all you guys supporting that's I get sometimes I get bad anxiety though. I'm like, Oh my God, if people stop supporting, I won't be able to like keep like doing this or that or pursuing these ideas or cause I feel like we've been able to do so much over the last few years and our business has like been able to grow so much over the last few years because we've had capital to invest into the business because we have such a large support system. Um, and then my wife's always like, she's like, since you started blowing glass, you've been busy and like always been selling glass. She's like, the only thing that's going to stop you from selling glass is if you stop making glass. She's like, just keep being yourself, keep posting your videos, keep sharing your art with people. Like they'll find you. And I know there might be some little glass blowers listening to this. They're like, why the fuck is they did it from Barramont studios having anxiety about not being able to like find people to sell glass to or people not wanting the glass. And, um, but that's because we all feel like that. I don't care. I mean, if a really big artist doesn't feel like that, I'd be scared. I'd be more scared about that. Does Because if you don't feel like this, does that mean that you're like on the downcline, like you're about to fall off? Because I think if you're constantly feeling the way I feel, I feel like I'm still at the bottom of the hill trying to climb. Like I see like the Eusheens and Joe Peters way at the top of the mountain. I see the glass gods and I'm like, I'm trying to get up there, guys. I'm fucking working my hardest and climbing so hard. But, um, I like the climb better. I don't, I don't, I'm scared of reaching the top. There's been collabs that I've gotten offered and I've said no to from anxiety. Cause I'm like, well, if I collab with that person, then that's like the top, like that's that. Like, I think I wanted to keep focusing on my own grind. I'm probably crazy. This is definitely crazy, but whatever. I'm letting you guys in on it. Let's take another dab. <clears throat> Yeah, the other night I was like just telling my wife, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm crazy. And I was just breaking it all down because I listened to way too many podcasts about psychology and just shit like that so I can understand my own mental health and stuff. And the more I listen to that stuff, I'm like, fuck, fuck, I'm crazy. That's it. That's what these people are telling me. I might be crazy. Because all, you know, you hear a crazy person like talking and you're like, oh, that, I feel like that sometimes. But maybe that's just being human, though. Maybe some people, maybe we all feel the same emotions, just some of us feel them more intensely or some of us feel them more frequently, which consumes our life. I don't know. Either way, I think I'm fucking crazy. I think probably most glass blowers that have even heard I do a podcast are probably like, that dude's crazy. What's he thinking? He's got nothing to talk about. And you're right. I have basically nothing to talk about, but God damn it, I can talk about nothing for an hour. Check it out. There's only ever been a few things that I was decent at in life and talking was one of them. When I was a salesman in New York City, I sold a lot of shit because I could talk. When I first started glassblowing and I went to Champs Trade Show, I sold out my booth because I could talk, not because the glass was good. Glass wasn't good. Um, but. I could fucking talk. Um, So after listening to many entrepreneurial podcasts, they say, do what you're good at. 
I was never really good at, I just started glass blowing like seven years ago. That's like new for me, but talking I've always done. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, water that seed, feed that plant. I'm trying to grow it trying to get better at it. Cause you never know someday this is going to sound kind of crazy too. I always worry about getting paralyzed or my arms getting cut off or something. And then I can't make money to pay the bills. And I'm like, bro, you need to practice another skill. So even if I lose my arms or my legs, if I can talk, there might be a way for me to still pay the bills for the, the fam. But you never know. You really can't plan for anything and you can't control life. You can try to have contingencies and little plans and, you know, this is plan A, B, C, and D. If this, this, or this happens. But usually <clears throat> what happens is the thing you didn't plan for. And then you realize you wasted years of your life trying to prepare for something that wasn't even the actual issue. I'm 30 years old and I'm aware of all this. So I think someday when I'm like 50 and I'm like, dude, you're aware of all this and you let it happen to you. I'm going to just laugh. I'm just going to chuckle. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. You're crazy as fuck. You knew all this and you let yourself lose it like that. But I think for any person that's trying to build a business, you worry about constantly like failing or, you know, just not working out. I think that's a, a healthy way to be, but with a balance. You can't always think about that stuff, obviously. You need to find a balance, but being aware, aware of all those things, I feel like it helps you uh, not be so blind sometimes if things aren't going right within your business. You know, if your ego's too big, sometimes you won't notice when something's happening or something's damaging your business. It's almost like the Great Wall of China. If you build something so big and you think you're so powerful, or even the Titanic, the unsinkable ship, Humans have done it throughout history. They've built things and they had ideas and they were, oh, it's, nothing could ever take it down. But that ego was the biggest weakness. Once they believed they were unstoppable or nothing could stop them, that's when they were stopped. So I constantly, every day, like, let myself know, I'm like, you're not the best. Um, you know, you, I just, I, not to insult myself, but like, I try to check myself and let myself know that like, Hey, yeah, you had a good day the other day. You sold some glass and you didn't break some pieces. Cool. Well, today's a new day. You're nobody. Work harder. Because as soon as you start getting comfy and you're like, I'm cool. I'm the best, man. I'm, I'm the coolest. That's when you're fucking falling off and you got to be careful. So check yourself if that's what's going on. Because you can stop. You can stop from falling off as long as you check that ego. Um, that's one thing like some people that like, are shitty with me on the internet. I'm like, you don't watch my podcast. If you watched, I like put on our podcast every week. If you just checked out a little bit of it, all those things you thought about me would immediately, well, probably not. Maybe you'd still say it, but most of the time I feel like the people would realize like, Oh, okay. Normal person. That's just learning how to run a business. They're learning how to do this craft. They're um, trying to find a way to like, you know, sell it and like be a parent and do all these things. Like I'm just sharing a life experience and I'm sharing like, you know, what we're working through in the day to day, because I feel like there's a lot of other people out there like me, they're in different points of their career, whether they be at the top or maybe all the way at the beginning. Um, if we all share our experiences like this, it can help our elders, our peers, or the up and comings, maybe help them figure things out or help them like work through some sort of a problem within their business or maybe their actual craft. Cause Man, guys, making things with your hands or having a small business, anything you do can be discouraging. I mean, it's, uh, I guess it's just finding ways to kind of, uh, control that. And that's where we come back to having, uh, low expectations because you won't get as discouraged if those expectations are lower. But man, I don't know if that's a good way to be either though. You know, I don't know if that's the healthiest way to be either like low expectations. It, it sounds like depressing a little bit, but that's not what I'm trying to be. But what's the real, what's the real best way to be so we can get through this life. I'm trying to figure it out guys. I'm 30 years old. I'm working through it. Let's see what happens. Maybe I'll do this podcast for many years and then I'll look back and be like, I've learned so much now. And I can go back and look at these old episodes and be like, man, I was a fucking idiot. Cause I hear like a lot of different podcasters talk that are maybe in their mid forties, late fifties. Um, and they're like, man, when I was 30, I was an idiot. And I'm like, I'm 30. Like, what am I doing in my life right now? That's like, you're an idiot. 
like what wisdom can I find out in the universe that will make me realize my current situation where I'm failing? I don't know. I do not know. Well, I know definitely places I'm failing, but like big picture wise, I feel like we're all obviously we're always failing in little things, but like I mean big picture wise, what am I failing at? What am I not aware to? Because whenever you're in the moment, like when you were 16, you thought you were doing everything right. When you were 25, you thought you were doing everything right. And you look back now, and now I'm 30. I look back at all these different situations. I'm like, God, that could have been, that could have been handled way differently. Um, so I'm like, what am I doing right now currently that I'm going to look back when I'm an older man and say, wow, I could have handled that differently. Is it the overworking? Is it, I don't know. Sometimes I worry. It's like, did I like. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of things I worry about, guys. I'm not going to keep talking about it, though. Let's uh, take a dab on this. I think I let it cool down too much again, but what are you going to do? This piece is so nice. Again, always feeling proud when I get to smoke a piece like this. I made it. That one was nice. That was perfect temp, actually. First one I took was a little bit spicy. <coughs> well, um, I think next episode too we'll do uh, the grower episode where we talk about setting up your first grow and and we'll talk about stories of growing. And I'm gonna have a grow around. I think we're gonna do a next episode. Ooh, sorry about the stretch, folks. And for the audio listeners, I'll keep talking so you can hear the whole thing. <clears throat> okay. Yep back with the personal trainer and I feel like shit. So we're stretching on camera. Um, gotta clean this fucking now. But uh, yeah, I can't get over these new spinner caps so I can't wait to actually post up the official like videos and photos and make them available for you guys so you can see them. I'm like really, each one keeps getting better and better. I'm really stoked to like drop the official, official ones. Crazy how fast I ruin nails. And I pay for them too. It's not like I'm getting them for free. I think I've gotten some of them for free, but this one I definitely paid for this one. And I'm already chasing it. What are you going to do? Oh man, yeah. That 90K giveaway though, I don't know if I've uh, fully talked about it, but got a big Z pendant. Got a micro RBR I'm going to make. It's going to be gold ruby. Um, I'm going to talk to Big Z and confirm it with him. But I'm pretty sure we're good to go because it was kind of his idea too. Um, and we'll do that next week. Uh, it should be should be really fun. We have a really good um, thing that picks the winner for the giveaways. It's actually like an app I pay for and I actually have to pay for each time it rolls. And that seems to work really good. So we can post actual videos of the app scrolling and picking someone and all that stuff. Try to make it as fair as possible. However, there's always some people that get a little sassy, get a little upset. And they're like, oh, it's not fair, this or that. I'm like, dude, it isn't fair. I could have sold this and made $1,000 and I gave it away. Life's not fair. Or I don't say anything. I usually don't say anything because most people, they're just venting. I feel like most people on the internet trolling probably are decent, good people. They're just venting or they had a bad day or that's how they... You know, instead of yelling at their kids, maybe they're a dick to someone on the internet and then they go in the other room and they're a good dad. You know what I mean? I don't even judge the trolls. I'm like, it's what it is, bro. I bet you're pretty, I bet in person we'd be homies, you know? Um, but yeah, guys, today was kind of a weird episode. You know how the solos are. We get a little weird. Um, don't forget, please go to bmsglass.com, subscribe to our newsletter. That's going to be the best way to find out about Sunday sales, upcoming drops, and all information regarding RBRs and Bear Mountain Studios. Um, that way, too, when we don't promote stuff on Instagram, we'll promote it just via newsletter. That way, there's not as big of a volume of people fighting over the pieces. Uh, because what's happening right now on Sunday sales, we're getting an average, like at 11 o'clock, we get about 200 emails right at 11. And then from 11 to noon, about another 200 to 300 roll in. So we get an average of about 500 people reaching out every Sunday for these pieces. And I'm only making six pieces, maybe eight, you know, less than 10. I know the drops have been super, super small lately. We're working really hard to get these new clear ones ready, but I can't rush it. I absolutely cannot rush it. Everything I've done over the last seven years, I've bent myself over backwards and worked my ass off and I've had to like 
speed up every project because it's just what it is when you're growing. But I'm in a position right now where I need to slow down and I need to refine some things. So, you know, I'm hoping to have wholesale running up again before the end of this year, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Any other last things before we get out of here? Nope. That was it. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, thank you everybody who hung out today. This is the what's up everybody podcast. I hope you guys have an awesome day. And, uh, I think next episode we might do a guest again. So thanks everybody.